welcome to this week's episode of the Master Instructor Roundtable. I do want to start off by saying Happy New Year to everyone and super, super excited, which I know my producer hates when I say because I say it all the time, to an incredible 2024 year. And that's actually what we're going to talk about. We're going to look ahead. We're going to think about where we were and then what we're going to do differently to grow and educate and just become a better person in general. <laughs> yes. Happy New Year, Wendy. It's great to kick off the year with a podcast here with you. And definitely this topic, I think, is going to be fun because if you're not planning for what's coming, you know, you're planning to fail in a sense. So I enjoyed putting this together and it's it's a pretty comprehensive list. I think there's always going to be a few other things that pop up out of nowhere or, you know, we didn't pick up on. But I think we did a good job of picking definitely things to be aware of as you move your career into 2024. Absolutely. And just as a reminder, Marty and I are live. So if you have any questions, be sure to put them in the comments and we'll do our best before the end of the episode to answer your questions. So Marty, why don't you kick us off a little bit? You got it. So I think the first thing when we look at is going into it, and I've, I've talked about this on podcasts in the past and also my coffee talk is, you know, using that end of the year to kind of reevaluate where you are but also how do I then launch forward quickly into a successful 2024 in this case? So that's really what we're looking for is how can we help you make the most out of your 2024? And that means financially, that also means helping your clients more. So that's really the goal for today. So let's continue on and see what Wendy and I came up with as some of the key takeaways of you know where we're moving. So as we said, it's a happy new year. Things happen very quickly in the fitness industry. January is that month that, you know, people are jumping in. That's why I like using the last part of the year to kind of prep for this. But I want you guys all and gals to approach the new year with the resolve to find the opportunities hidden in each new day. I saw that quote there. You'll see. But there are always going to be opportunities in each new day. And that's, you know, did you you know, stay on plan with your education for the year? Did you kind of review how your day went and see, did your programming go well for your clients or did you find an opportunity to find new clients? So, you know, I think that, you know, we get burned out very quickly or we just kind of let each day kind of roll up on each other. And we don't do that retrospective look to see what we can learn from that day, that week, that month. And I think that sets people backwards instead of using that to project forward. And this came at the perfect time because all day today, I mean, I own my own business. I know many people were asking on the Facebook page about their LLC and what they need to do and how do they get their contracts. I think all of that is phenomenal. But if you do your own, you know, own your, your own business, you have to start thinking, okay, taxes are going to be coming around the corner. You've got to get your 1099s out or WW2s, whatever. So it was a really good way for you to kind of step back and then look at what you did last year and then make changes and really focus on what do you want to do differently? Did you make as much money as you thought you did? Or do you want to make more? Are, are you changing kind of your outlook on, on how you're, do you have a different niche? Like, what is it that you want to do to change and grow yourself? But when you start looking at the numbers and really kind of thinking about 2023, it's important to now say, okay, this is what I did then. This is now what I can do better. Without a doubt, always perpetual growth, right? So I, I like this visual because, you know, did you hit your target in 2023? Did you come close? Maybe you didn't hit a bullseye, but are you narrowing in and are you getting closer to the bullseye, whatever that means for you, whether it's the dollars, whether it's, 
you know, getting degrees, whether it's getting credentials, you could look at that a lot of different ways, or did you totally miss the mark? And that's okay as well, but don't keep firing when you're missing the mark, use that as an opportunity to reset and say, okay, why am I missing the mark year after year or just this year? And I think the best business people I've met, the people that have been mentoring me throughout life, they have little checklists that they check, like, or KPIs, key performance indicators that they track all the time. Because if you just keep firing and you keep missing, why would you ever hit the target unless it's blind luck? So find a system that works for you to evaluate. Put it into your schedule, maybe every other Friday, maybe at the first of the month, you're evaluating, am I on the right track to accomplish what I want to? Because if you're not on track and you keep going down that road, right, you'll see here the quotes I put together, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it, right? Pretty obvious. And then the good one from Albert Einstein, insanity, doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. Well, and I think it's important too. And this is one thing that I wanted to challenge everybody with, because this was one of the biggest challenges that my mentor, Marta, yours as well, challenged me with was at the beginning of every year, step back and not only look at what you did in the year prior, what changes would you make? But then, you know, write out your 10-year goals, write out your five-year goals, your three-year goals, and then what you want to do even in this next coming year. And when you think about it, it's extremely difficult to do because then at that point, if you do it once, then you can reevaluate, okay, last year when I did this, these were my goals for this one year. Am I, did I hit those goals? Like you said, am I on target? If not, what changes do I need to make? And is that goal still relevant for 2024? And if not make the needed adjustments and then go back to the three, the five, the 10, and then adjust from there too. Because if you ended up doing it correctly, that 10 year may not change because you have that big, and we're going to talk about this next, that big goal that you want to hear, which I think the visual for that is hilarious. But if you, um, if you think about that, but you're not on track, then you're never going to hit it. And so it doesn't matter if it's about education, if it doesn't matter if it's about business, family, all of that should be included, but it needs to be very, very specific in order for you to see, are you on, on track? And then put post-it notes everywhere. Remind yourself, do daily reminders. This is what I'm going to do today. This is this month is the month to do blah. And so break it down from there as well. Absolutely. You don't have plans. So the big, hairy, audacious goal. Yes, the BHAG, right? So <laughs> this is something from Jim Collins all the way back in 1994, built to last. Check out the book. It's still very relevant, successful habits of visionary com visionary companies, right? A BHAG is introduced, you know, to set that ambitious long-term goal, right? Like ambitious, not uh, that, no, 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 really set something out there that gives you that stretch, you know, to improve your performance, you know, aspirational type of success. For me, I wanted to work for the Yankees and guess what? It ended up happening, right? A lot of luck, a lot of uh, connections and things like that, but it was a goal. But they have to be concrete, concise, you know, or goals that are going to separate successful business from the rest of the pack. Everyone can have a goal to be successful. What does that mean? And you talked about it when he last slide. Be specific. Have it written down. You know, visualize it. Speak to it all the time. Be very crystal clear and have a specific time frame. You may need to readjust. That's fine. But you've got to be clear in what your uh, vision is. And I love one from Jim Carrey. He wrote himself a $10 million check when he was pretty much homeless, if I remember the story correct, right? And he carried that $10 million check around until he could cash it. So, you know, that may not be your goal, but don't be afraid to stretch because somebody's going to be doing it. Why not you?
Oh, and trust me, if you have someone look at your goals, then there's accountability as well. And one thing that I really wanted to point out is when you have a mentor and you sit down and they challenge you to, to write these goals out and you're going above and beyond. When I did my 10 year goal, and again, this was 10 years ago, I said I wanted to do stuff that was very realistic and was not that big, like out there type of goal. It was something that I was very conservative. And this is the time where you really want to think, what is it that you want to like? What is it that you want to do? How much money do you want to have in the bank? How much money do you want to be making? And then at that point, like I said, that's when I was like, all right. And so I changed my goal. And lo and behold, 10 years later, I look back and I'm like, huh, who knew? But at the time of me doing that, I was like, there's no way. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to have to work every day, every minute of my life. And while sometimes I feel that way, you know, that's how you're going to make your mark and and you're going to have to strive to do that. But you also have to be very positive about it. You can't be like, I'm going to write this $10 million check knowing that this will never happen. That negativity is never going to lead your body, your brain, your, your, your world around you into a a positive way of trying to achieve that. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. And so now as we move past you setting your goals and reviewing 2023 is new opportunities. There's no question this is coming. It's out there now. We've talked about it in the book club and things like that. There's books on it. Longevity is that new fitness mantra, right? So, you know, now when you look at it, fitness isn't solely revolved around, you know, cosmetics, what you look like, short-term goals in 2024, everyone's going to start talking about this. If they're not already, it's shifting towards longevity and supporting anti-aging fitness is the key to that. There's other things too, right? Stress and all that. We've talked about some of those, but you have to be healthy. You have to be in the gym doing these things. So fitness enthusiasts are embracing practice, not only sculpt their physique, but will contribute to overall health and resilience, whether that's sleep, whether that's, you know, breathing techniques, things for, uh, you know, boosting their immune function. You know, I told my boys and Wendy, you and I actually, before I tell this story, we did one on lifespan and health span, right? Mm-hmm. I said, guys, be prepared. I'm going to live an awfully long time. And then one day I'm gone, right? I want to live a very, very healthy life. And then boop, it's over. I don't want that prolonged period of time, which we'll show in a bit where I'm, you know, unhealthy, but for years. So that's the longevity. And you're going to see that without a doubt. And then part of the longevity, of course, is recovery, right? Every facility now is part of starting to put in recovery spaces. You know, Wendy, you know, I'm building a house right now and I'm, I'm purposely putting in an area that I'm going to have a recovery slash it could be a meditation area, whatever, because that's so important to, do I have a spot in my house that I can de-stress, take all that physical stress that I put in my body and take it out. So these are two areas that without a doubt go hand in hand that will not go anywhere now that they are into the space that we work in. Absolutely. And we have done a lot of talks on recovery. And and as you can see here too, you've got cryotherapy, you've got infrared saunas, you know, different types of massages that are out there. I think that's one of the biggest things in 2024 for myself is I need to start taking better care of myself and taking time for myself instead of always putting everybody else before me to ensure that they're good. If I'm not good, then no one's good in this household. So um, I think too, sometimes really stepping back and looking at what I can do better for myself. And we all need to do that. And so recovery is here to stay. As you said, we want it to be here to stay. We want a proper warm up. We need proper recovery. But with recovery, it's not just all about the tools and techniques. It's also about proper sleep, hydration, nutrition. Marty, you and I talked about this this morning on our um, um, All Things Performance uh, live 
you know, web or uh, Instagram, it's really important no matter what age you are to start mm -hmm. implementing these different types of techniques. No question. So for those of you just joining in today on the Master Instructor Roundtable, I'm Marty Miller here with my co-host, Wendy Batts, and we are doing a 2024 look ahead, trying to get you all prepared to go out and attack this year to have the biggest impact for yourself and your clients. So, you know, Wendy, as we move forward here, preventative diagnostic, redefine care, this is part of that longevity and that, you know, where people are going to be looking at things differently. We're finally shifting away from the disease care model, which is not what we call it, but healthcare, right? So healthcare is how do I prevent? How do I get ahead of these things instead of, well, how do I treat it once it's occurred? So you'll see here that your clients are going to be going through these things. So it's very important for you to go out there and look at what the current research is or get familiar with some of these terms at least because they will be spending the time and the money, especially if they're using your services, to look at some of this. So you'll be able to see people doing whole body MRIs and other um, biomarkers to really see, am I aging well? Am I trending for something that I need to get ahead of? Yep. And if you guys look at the 2024 fitness trends that just came out, you're going to notice that wearable technology was number one again this year. So mm -hmm. people are wanting to know their numbers. They're really trying to make better choices. And us as personal trainers, we can get ahead of that and get on board. You can become a team member on their on their apps. You can do a lot of different things. And it's it's very important. And, you know, as you can see, Marty put the corrective exercise book in here, too. Guys, if you don't have that, it's one of those things that I another challenge I have for you maybe this year is to look into it because it is one of those specializations that you can use for every population that you work with and even yourself um, to move better, perform better, especially if we're trying to get to activities of daily living, get out, get out of, quote, pain or discomfort, because that's what we're, we're all about. Um, but you know, just think about what it is that you're, you can do differently to help redefine this type of care, because we are part of that model as well. Without a doubt. Great point, Wendy. And then Wendy, I'll let you jump in here on the chronic disease for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, we obviously have a problem. You know, we're trying to see that as we're working with more people, our gyms are getting bigger. The services that are offered in these gyms are getting better. There's more people that are like, oh, yes, this sounds great. And then they don't go. And so this is something that we've seen over and over again. And so unfortunately, people are living longer, but that's when we talked about, you know, how, how well are they living? Are they able to move around? Are they mobile? Are they doing things that they want to be able to do? Or are they sitting at home because they can't move? They, they feel horrible. They can't get out of pain. And so then that leads to other types of things that we're seeing with loneliness, suicide rates, substance abuse, and it's this trickling effect. And while we're wellness coaches, health coaches, personal trainers, whatever it is that we are, we are also people that need to understand that this is what's happening. And so if somebody does decide that they're going to come to you, we need to be very sensitive of that. That's where the empathy comes along. But, you know, we can help remedy some of these issues by getting them to move and showing them that they have support. And we are there to, to really hopefully <laughs> decrease some of these rising numbers. Yeah. And, and the reason I chose these pictures, obviously, besides myself and our producer being huge Seinfeld fans, is it's so obvious. It should be obvious, right? It's a head scratcher that we're talking about longevity, but chronic disease is on the rise. So hopefully we're eventually going to start changing those numbers where more people are doing what needs to be done to take better care of themselves. So we're not there yet. But, you know, hopefully with the education that's coming out from the medical side of things and people like us, we can get people to understand that they have a huge, 
role to play in preventing these things with some simple changes. Yes. Well, and then of course, these are our numbers, global wellness, $5.6 trillion. And then just a sliver. So, you know what? I mean, there are so many opportunities for us um, to make a really good living, but then also to help so many people. And so I think the biggest thing is don't give up. For those of you guys that are new into personal training, it is hard to kind of start building your business. But once you have a good business and once you have your clients there, you will have them for life, especially if you are following the OBT model, you're helping reevaluate their goals, you're finding smart goals for them, you're making them realistic, and then you're holding them accountable. And I think that's sometimes that accountability is hard because people cancel and we're like, oh, that's okay. Well, it's really not okay. They, they need to have a really good reason for that. And if not, you can say, well, listen, I'm trying to keep you on your journey. Allow me to do that, but I need you to be here. I need you to you know, put yourself in that position to really want to succeed. And another way to look at this slide, in addition to everything you said, Wendy, is if you're stuck in your career or you're entering and you don't know where to go, take a look at each one of those little circles that we have up there. And you can dig into it, just search it up on the internet, things like that. But what is wellness tourism, right? What is wellness real estate? So there's different niches within this business that maybe you've never thought about. So you're like, man, I could really carve something out in this area special, right? I know personal trainers that work in New York City that go to all the high rises that have these beautiful gyms that are unmanned. And before you know it, they have a successful business because the you know leasing agents like, hey, can you come here every so often and do this or do that, do this, do that. And before you know it, they're running their own business out of somebody else's business. So think outside the box, take a look at these little areas and see if you want to give one of them a crack. But there's plenty of information under these headings on the internet that you'll be able to find that maybe you just never thought about before. Yes. And that brings us to this slide. So we're, we're not just pinpointing this one particular drug, but Ozempic is something that you're hearing more and more about and is one of those drugs where you can kind of shoot yourself up and you're going to see rapid weight loss. And so I was talking to Marty when he put this in here, like, do we really want to go there? However, with that being said, I am going to say that NASM has two unbelievable papers that you can find on the site that really, do, they, they go into a lot of detail about what these drugs are what they do. They talk about contraindications. And so when we're, we're pinpointing this one, it's because this is what you're hearing more and more about, but it's, it's basically a GLP-1 type of medication and it's prescribed for non-diabetic, uh, usually non-diabetic patients or people that have a BMI of 27, um, 27 or higher. And it's not always the case, but that's usually who it is prescribed to. And what it does is it's the connection between the brain and the stomach telling you that you're constantly full. And so therefore, when we're, it's also known as a semaglutide. And so this particular drug, while there, it is showing to help weight loss, it's also you have to be careful. And this is where as wellness coaches and personal trainers, we can really help someone if we know that they're on this particular drug that that weight loss is usually coming from lean muscle mass as well as bone mineral density. And so what that means in the long term for us is as people are continuously using drugs like this for weight loss specifically, they're going to become more and more frail. And so our job is to ensure that they're eating 
protein, they're eating a healthy diet, and they're coming into the gym to work on their bone density. But we also need to be careful with some of the exercise choices, especially if they've been on it for a long time, knowing this ahead of time. So we put this on here because it is something that's out there. It's probably going to be here to stay. But another thing to think about was when you're sitting down and you're doing your one-on-one -on -one and you're finding out about their medications, if they say they're on this particular type of semaglutide, you need to find out if it was this like specific brands or are they using more of what they call a compounded semaglutide because compounded is not FDA um, approved at this time. And those compounded ones have, they have this effect of being higher in salt which then can have more adverse effects. And so it's important to really understand what is it that your clients are taking? How long have they been on here? Especially if it is something on the weight loss type of drug, but all of this can be found again. I think it's very important for people to, to understand the different drugs that are becoming more and more popular, especially for people that want to lose weight, which is a majority of our clients to walk through that door. If you hear that, please go through and read those articles. They were written by incredible researchers that are on our board or people that we're that we know, and they've done a lot of research specifically on these type of semaglutide brand or, or drugs. Yeah, Wendy, you you did a great job talking about it in detail, so I don't need to reiterate that. I think my point to the bringing this in when we talked about it, Wendy, is be prepared. Be prepared for people to think that this is the answer, right? So everything Wendy just talked about. But from a business standpoint, I know gyms are worried and other people say, well, I've lost the weight. I don't need to go in the gym. Your job will be to understand everything Wendy just said, but then also say that even if you get to the weight that you and your physician are talking to, we still need to keep you healthy. Well, right. now we need to make you not frail. Right. That's what I'm saying. This doesn't increase your cardiovascular. This doesn't make you have a better VO2 max. This doesn't increase your strength, your power, your stamina, your bone density. So let them do deal with that with their physician, understand the risk, but really be prepared to speak about the benefits of exercise outside of just losing the weight. And then that way they'll understand, okay, I might use this, but it's not in replacement to my exercise. Yes. It's not this or that. It's this and that. <laughs> so I'll jump in here on this one because yeah. I've said it many times. Pickleball is here. It's coming. It's going to be something you need to, to understand. When I say understand, you don't need to know the game. You don't necessarily need to know all the rules and the nuances and all that. But people want to play it. And injuries, the people initially, I will say, thought that pickleball would have less injuries. Not the case. It's not what the research is going out. <laughs> So, you know, it's going to be something that your clientele is playing, but expect them to be potentially injured from it. You'll see here that in America alone, and this is a worldwide phenomenon, over $500 million, right? Um, 366,000 outpatient visits, 67,000 emergency room visits, 9,000 surgeries directly related. Now, these are things that we don't even know because someone's knee might get flared up and then eventually they go get pickleball. They go, well, I've always had a bad knee. Or how many times people don't go to see the doctor, right, for some of these aches and pains. So it is a sport. You have to get people in shape to play sport. And 86% of the ER visits related to pickleball were seniors because it's something that you can physically play without having to be in great shape cardiovascularly. You don't have to move a lot from, you know, like on a tennis court. So just be prepared for it and look into the game enough to understand how to put some training and conditioning programs together through the OPT model. And your clients are going to really thank you for that because 
I promise you a percentage of your clients are going to be pickleball addicts. Like, oh yeah, it's like the new thing. So I, everyone's I, trying to pick up pickleball. So fun. I still, I know you love it. I still, I, you know what? I want to run the court. So I'm still all about tennis. So maybe, maybe when I become your age, Marty, I will pick up. No, <laughs> no, no. See, now that's a, a horrible <laughs> insult that I'm no, joking. But here's the thing about it is if you play with skilled people, you'd be shocked how much movement you get. The thing for me with the tennis is until you get good, it's hard to have a lot of rallies that make, you know, enough work within pickleball. You can get the rallies going fairly quickly and the points can be more challenging than you think. But, you know, I, I know you're a tennis junkie, but guess what? <laughs> Pickleball's taking over, Wendy. I know. One day I'll get there, I'm sure. Yes, we will. Well, so, going back yeah. into another slide yeah. of this, I mean, again, you've got to think about the different types of, of people that are playing. We've known, we've talked about this before. We do know that more seniors, which is a great thing. We're getting seniors out there. They're becoming, you know, team players. They're getting out, becoming more socialized, especially for some of those that haven't been moving but again, some of these seniors, they're not able to handle some of the different movement patterns because they haven't been doing that. So when you're looking at the different magnitudes of fractures and then they're not warming up, they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. There's a lot of twisting and pivoting and movement. So we do know more injuries occur even with people in the fitness world of decelerating while um, in the transverse plane. That's happening a lot in pickleball. So again, you want to think too, what can you do to, you know, thinking about the sport of, of whoever is walking through your door, especially 20, 2024, January, that's our busiest time of year. Usually you, like Marty said, you're probably going to get someone along these lines. So think about all of the sports, not just pickleball, but golf and tennis and, and whatever, whatever people are playing, you really need to understand a little bit about the movement patterns that they're going to be consistently doing and then working in your programming to ensure that the other muscles that are not always being used are being worked to try to minimize chances of compensations, injuries, and all the things. My and husband just on the side that. note, I've been doing some research. The fastest growing group of pickleball players now are age 25 to 35. And there's universities now creating pickleball teams. Well, there you Wait go. Wait for it to be an Olympic sport. And then you'll be like, what did I miss? Well, if ping pong is and tennis is, why not, right? <laughs> just saying. Ping pong still is an Olympic sport, right? Or is it not? Last time I checked. There you go. So here's one that I've always liked, you know, knockout workouts are projected to go more. Who doesn't like burning off some energy and being aggressive? There's nothing wrong with it. But again, if you don't have the right form and technique or don't know how to teach these skills, you know, when you're doing something athletic, if it requires a skill from the sports standpoint, you better know how to do it. More and more people in their 40s and 50s now are starting to take jujitsu for the first time, right? So kickboxing, karate, mixed martial arts. So one study from 2020 even concluded that martial arts training can help reduce adverse mental health symptoms. I did martial arts in my dojo for 11 straight years. It is phenomenal, but there are some risks that come with it. And like I said, a lot of people midlife are going, you know what? I need something different. They don't ever want to use these skills in the street, but you're going to have clients now in their 40s and 50s that start. It, no, no, they're not picking it up or been doing it for 20 years. They're starting for the very first time. So again, it's not a threat to your business. We have an MMA conditioning specialization course. I highly recommend it as a CEU course. I was involved in that development. I love it. it. Teaches a lot of great things, the basics of striking, but also how to set people up and coach and all that. But it will also help you with some conditioning concepts for people that want to train like that, maybe can't get to a dojo. So it broadens out 
your horizons uh, and gives you more opportunities. But be prepared for some of your clients to want to participate in this without a doubt. Without a doubt. And today on the Master Instructor Roundtable, Marty and I were talking about looking ahead in 2024. And if you missed any of this, you want to rewind it and go back because I think it's important just as a recap, you've got to think where were we in 2023? What kind of changes are you making in 2024? What are your goals for the next few months? What's the goal for a year, five, three years, five years, 10 years? To so challenge you, write those goals out, but be very specific. And then also be very positive when you're writing it back, writing it down. I can do this. I will do this. These are the steps I'm going to take in order to achieve that. You have to have that mindset in order to do that. What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? To me, that is what is out there in 10 years, but even five years, even in three years, like make them really hard to reach. Don't make it something that's like, oh, I did this, gay me, when it, it required nothing from you other than just daily life. So really think about that. But then look at the trends that are going on. Like I said, ACSM just launched their fitness trends. They do this every year. What are the top 20? You'll be very surprised. Something like body weight training is no longer in the top 20. Who knew? Functional fitness training still is. Wearables is number one. So having an idea, and it's important for me to know this as a trainer, I need to know what's out there. What, what are people wanting? And then what is maybe not something that is what I would think is still in, like the hot, hot thing in the industry, like hit training. Is it still in the top 20? I'm going to challenge you to look because you'll be surprised. So I think it's important to really think about that. Understand the different types of medications that are coming out there, especially with weight loss. Look up those articles or those um, white papers that NASM did. I think you guys will be really surprised. They did a phenomenal job. It's like 30 pages. So it is a lot of reading, but it's all very important information. But then also to Think about your niche. What do you guys? What are you going to do differently? And um, and then what is it that you can do better? Love it. Great recap, Wendy. And I think that this hopefully sets everybody up for successful 2024. So you'll see both our contact information here. I'll throw mine out there first, and then turn it over here, Wendy. Feel free to email me anytime at marty.miller at nasm.org, and then Instagram dr.martymiller72. Yes, and you can find me at wendy.bats13 on Instagram, or you can always email me at wendy.bats at nasm.org. Well, anyone that joined in today, you know, we can't thank you enough for everybody that did. Hopefully you'll see that we're going to continue to put out great content throughout the year. It is truly all about you. So you've got our contact information. Please let us know what you want to talk about. We've got a good agenda lined up for the next couple of weeks but we'll always adapt based on your request. So Wendy, again, happy new year. Eric, our producer, as always, happy new year. Great work. And for all of you that joined us, thank you so much. And we definitely look forward to seeing you next week on the Master Instructor Roundtable. <music>